Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. This week, talking about bebop, still referred to as modern jazz, even if it's not modern anymore, having officially been recognized in the early 1940s, starting with what is considered to be the first bebop jazz recording session. The Coleman Hawkins Orchestra, here's Dizzy Gillespie's Woody New. Tenor saxophonist Coleman Hawkins recorded February 16, 1944, where he invited many young modernists for the session. They included Clyde Hart on piano, Oscar Pettiford bass, and Max Roach drums. Arrangement by Dizzy Gillespie. This was a fairly large band. 
eight pieces, yet bebop was primarily a modality that used smaller ensembles. It was to some degree a reaction to the very popular big band music, so popular in the 1920s and 30s, but it also piggybacked on much of what the big bands were doing at the time. Gunther Schuller, in his book Early Jazz, points out, for example, a 1931 big band swing recording where one element of bebop was introduced. He refers to the two-bar tenor break that contains swinging eighth notes, which is one of the distinguishing characteristics of bebop. And you can hear that solo at the 33-second mark of this tune. This is Grant Moore with Dixieland One Step. hear the bebop style swinging eighth notes and the chromaticism so typical of bebop and this was a recording from 1931 well before bebop had had uh, hit the radar and certainly coleman hawkins who you heard in the previous track in the late 1930s played solos and even melodies that lingered far from the song's original melody and that had a huge influence on the type of solos that beboppers like to do later But enough of the talk. Let's listen to this one by one of the main founders of bebop, Charlie Parker, a tune that is in every must-listen-to list of any jazz scholar who talks about early bebop. His first recording, Coco. Thank <laughs> you. 
Charlie Parker, Coco. So guess who's on trumpet? It was Dizzy Gillespie playing Miles Davis's trumpet. Miles bowed out because it was too fast for him. And guess who's on piano? Also Dizzy Gillespie, who made the seamless transition from his trumpet intro to doing some comping on the piano. And he wasn't even supposed to be at the session, but had to fill in for both Miles Davis and Bud Powell and the amazing drumming of Max Roach. The bass player, Curly Russell. So one thing that characterized bebop, especially early bebop, was its speed. It was too fast to dance to, so it lost popularity with dancers, which may have been a good thing for many club owners in New York, who had to pay a 20% cabaret tax imposed in 1944 if there was dancing or singing. In this episode, I plan to talk about what distinguishes bebop from earlier forms of jazz, talk about some of the creators, and maybe speculate on why it happened. But first, another person who rarely gets the credit that he deserves in terms of his influence on that subgenre of music. Writer Len Lyons, in his very popular book, The Great Jazz Pianists, views Nat King Cole and his trio as being one of the forerunners of bebop, along with Titty Wilson. In particular, he emphasizes how the bassist took over some of the chores of the pianist's left hand, leaving room for what is referred to as comping by the piano, accompanying the soloist with bouncing, syncopated, and varied injections. And the piano expanded its role from being either played by itself or as an accompaniment in big bands to having a central role in small combos. Body and Soul the Nat King Cole trio with Oscar Moore guitar and either Johnny Miller or Wesley Prince bass.
Nat King Cole Trio. Definitely not Bebop, but the trio which started in 1939 was probably a forerunner. While a lot of Bebop tunes were based on chord sequences of earlier tunes, such as the tune we heard just before the last one, Charlie Parker's Coco, which was based on the chords of Cherokee, some were total originals, such as a classic composition by Dizzy Gillespie, A Night in Tunisia. He wrote it when playing with the Benny Carter Big Band in 1942, and later Gillespie played it with smaller groups as well as his own big band. Here it is from New York City Town Hall, 1945, A Night in Tunisia. Dizzy Gillespie with Charlie Parker. Thank you. 
Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker from 1945. Today, talking about bebop, and in doing so, there's a temptation to stay with music that played such an important part in its development. But you know, bebop is very much alive today. It permeates most jazz recordings, just as Louis Armstrong-style syncopations also live in today's jazz. Here's an album that has been, according to Jazz Week charts, one of the most played albums over the past year on American jazz radio stations. The album's called Love and Liberation by Jasmia Horn. Here's an original composition. When I say stop, stop on a dime, no some time, just do what I say. It must be my way of the highway. When I say go, don't miss a beat, be quick on your feet, hurry up and let's roll. You won't ever have another like me So I shouldn't have to beg and plead You know everything I do makes you smile Makes you proud, makes you wild Come on now, I'm not a child So concentrate on me And when I want, give me your love Give me your time, what's yours is all mine I want it all, all of it now Give it to me, don't ask how When I say, la-dit, la-dit, la-dit-dit-dit-dit say stop stop on a dime no wasting time just do what i say it must be my way or the highway when i say go don't miss the beat be quick on your feet hurry up and let's roll you won't ever have another like me so i shouldn't have to beg and plead you know everything i do makes you smile makes you proud makes you wild come on now i'm not a child so concentrate on me when i want give me your love give me your time what's good is all mine Jasmine Horn with pianist Victor Gould, Ben Williams on bass, Jameson Ross drums. An album released last year that has all the characteristics of bebop. So let's address that question of what is bebop and what characterizes it. Quoting from an old textbook by Mark Gridley called Jazz Styles History and Analysis. Bebop had more complex harmonies and melodies, more varied rhythmic accompaniment, featuring comping, accompanying the soloist with bouncing, syncopated, and varied interjections, and had longer phrase lengths in solos. It was also more aggressive and hard-hitting than swing, and the improvisations were more complex, with more themes per solo, varying rhythms, 
more excursions outside the tune's original key. Surprise was very highly valued in bop, and bop is another name for bebop. Here's a bebop recording with a Canadian flavor, the late Montreal pianistic virtuoso Oscar Peterson with clarinetist Buddy DeFranco. So many bebop tunes use chord sequences from other songs, and this is a song that was most used, George Gershwin's I Got Rhythm. It has a big band arrangement, lots of swing, and even some strings. But the playing is pure bebop. Buddy DeFranco on clarinet, Oscar Peterson piano, Ray Brown bass, 
Herb Ellis guitar and Bobby White drums. From 1954, I got rhythm. So how did bebop get its name? Nobody's really sure. Wikipedia puts forward a couple possibilities, starting from its use in a 1928 recording by McKinney's Cotton Pickers. It was also likely derived from nonsense symbols uh, used by scat singers, but the early beboppers didn't use that term. They just called their music modern jazz. Then Dizzy Gillespie recorded a tune called Bebop, and that may have had an influence in using that name. And some people resist the term. That textbook by Mark Ridley that I referred to earlier, he just calls the music bop. Let's play that Dizzy Gillespie tune from which the name Bebop might have derived. It's called Bebop. Thank you. 
does sound like the horns are saying bebop, doesn't it? That's from 1945. The Dizzy Gillespie Sextet with Trummy Young on trombone, Don Bias, tenor sax, Clyde Hart piano, Oscar Pettiford bass, and Shelley Mann drums. Bebop. The title of the tune and the style. And speaking of the name of that style, I was really curious about that earlier revelation regarding that 1928 recording where the word was supposedly used. So I looked it up. Here's the song. I think he says bebop four or five times. McKinney's Cotton Pickers with four or five times. Kidney's Cotton Pickers from 1928 or 1929, four or five times. Definitely not Bebop, but could it have influenced the name? Who knows? So we've talked about some Bebop roots. Wikipedia also refers to other forms of music that have been influenced by Bebop, including some hip-hop, mentioning a tribe called Quest, and Guru, as citing Bebop as an influence on their rapping and rhythmic style. In 1991, 
bassist Ron Carter collaborated with a tribe called Quest on an album called The Low End Theory. Now, I don't know if he's on this particular track, but bebop roots do come through on this track. Uh, It's called Check the Rhyme, a tribe called Quest. So step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. So then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer because you see I last long. Slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You'll be a fool to reply the fight was not the man. Cause you know, and I know, that you know who I am. A special shadow piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, cause none can test me. I'm just a fly MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no home training, cause I misbehave. I come correct and full effect of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk. I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard So just clean out your ears and just check the word Check the vibe, Was so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock what? those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I'll receive the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080. Record company people are shady. So kids, watch your back, cause I think they smoke crack. I don't doubt it. Look at how they act. Look off the better things like a hip hop forum. Pass me the rock and I'll score them with the corn and proper. What you say, hammer? Proper. Rap is not pop if you call it that and stop. A Tribe Called Quest from 1991. 
let's go back to some bebop classics and also address the question of who created bebop. Wikipedia cites some of the most influential bebop artists, mostly composer-performers, such as alto sax player Charlie Parker, tenor sax players Dexter Gordon, Sonny Rollins, and James Moody, clarinet player Buddy DeFranco, trumpeters Fats Navarro, Clifford Brown, Miles Davis, and Dizzy Gillespie, pianists Bud Powell and Thelonious Monk, electric guitarist Charlie Christian, and Kenny Clark, its drums, as well as Max Roach and Art Blakey. Here's something from pianist Bud Powell. It's in most jazz historians' lists of classic bebop tunes, Un Poco Loco. From 1951, it combines bebop with a bit of Afro-Cuban rhythms, with Curly Russell on bass, Max Roach drums. Thank you. 
piano of Bud Powell today talking about bebop. So what was happening in Canada in terms of bebop? Jazz historian and journalist Mark Miller states that bebop took a bit longer to get a foothold in Canada, but the Second World War did contribute, as for one thing, jazz became a symbol of defiance against the Nazi regime. Next week, I'm going to talk more about how and why bebop may have gained such a foothold throughout North America. The Café Saint-Michel was a hotbed of jazz in Montreal in the 1940s. and It was thanks to an American trumpeter named Louis Metcalf who lived there for a while. Great Canadian musicians such as Oscar Peterson, Maynard Ferguson, and Oliver Jones got their start there. Unfortunately, there don't seem to be any recordings from that time. I was especially hoping to hear Louis Metcalf's international band, named for all the many different nationalities involved. Bebop was very much a genre that broke down social stratifications. But how about Nimmons and Nine, a group led by Vancouver Ray's clarinetist Phil Nimmons that was populated by beboppers. Nimmons is still alive, at least as I speak, age 98. Even though the clarinet, while popular in the swing era and earlier, was virtually eliminated from bebop. Here they are. I believe this features Ed Bickert on guitar. Couldn't find any listing of the musicians, uh, though I'm sure it's on the original album, since Leonard Feather did the liner notes. From 1960, his own composition, Little Poppy, Phil Nimmons.
Phil Nimmons. Time for a couple more and that's it. Let's conclude with two by the man who probably did more to more or less invent bebop than anybody else, alto saxophonist Charlie Parker. I'll start with something relatively slow, even though slow songs in bebop were a rarity. Then I'll end with his classic, Billy's Bounce, a tune that is so frequently called out today during jazz jams, with Miles Davis trumpet, Curly Russell bass, Max Roach on drums, and Dizzy Gillespie on, once again, piano. But first, All the Things You Are, from 1947, with that much-copied intro, inspired by classical composer Rachmaninoff, Charlie Parker. I believe this is the first take from the Miles Davis Bird of Paradise album with Parker, but it was very hard to find the information, so please correct me if I'm wrong. You're listening to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan. Next week, more on bebop, including some ideas as to why bebop was able to take over the world of jazz, despite its unpopularity with the public. Bye for now.